Hello, ghouls, and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, the ghoul that rules. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. So we got some exciting news here at Brave the Basement. Black One Jack 2 is officially co-host of Brave the Basement. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? I'm doing really good. Just excited to be here, to be a co-host on the show now. And let's just jump straight into the topic. What are we doing today? All right, so today we're going to be talking about the Midnight Man. Okay. So do you know anything about the Midnight Man? Uh, I've done a little bit of research on him, but not as much. So let's, let's jump straight into it. Okay, so the Midnight Man is another ritual game that you play. And to play the game, you have to wait until midnight, okay? And what you do is you write your name on a piece of paper. And you just need a droplet of your own blood. You don't have to cut yourself wide open, just a little droplet. And you put it on a on a door. And what you'll do is you'll knock on a door 22 times. And your 22nd knock has to be at midnight. Then you open up the door to let the midnight man come in. You light a candle, and you're, the object of the game is to dodge the midnight man. And here's what happens if your candle goes out. you got to have it relighted within 10 seconds, or if you don't, you have to create a salt circle. And that is the only way to be protected against midnight man. And if he catches you... Without your candle on or you're not in the salt circle, you can be disemboweled. So yeah, that is definitely uh, not good to be disemboweled. So we're going to jump straight into a story and uh, we'll talk about it from there. So December 23rd, 2013, me and my cousin Tom... We're at home alone. My parents and siblings had left for Maryland earlier in the day to visit with our grandparents for Christmas. The plan was for us to join them on Christmas Eve. I had a dog sit and my cousin Tom was keeping me company. They had left at roughly 2 o'clock p.m. and by night we were completely bored. We started watching some horror movies and had gotten in the horror movie mood. Not scared but excited. It's hard to explain the feeling. So a quick Google search led us to this amazingly simple game. We had everything we needed already at home. This was something neither of us believed would work, even the tiniest little bit. Our plan was to disprove it for science. Smart, right? Let me describe my house real quick. Pretty average two-story house, four bedroom, two bath, large basement, and living room. 11 p.m. This is, to me, when our night started. We started to assemble everything we would need in the kitchen. Two large candles, two note cards, a sewing needle, two lighters, two baggies of salt, and a silver cross on a chain, which was hung on my sister's door to keep whatever we summoned out of it. When we finished collecting all of this, we were getting pretty excited and were definitely no longer bored. 11.58, after writing down our names, both me and Tom pricked our fingers and put a dot of blood on our pieces of paper and stepped outside with all of our supplies. We placed our bloodied names on the door, stepped and waited for midnight. At 11.59, we knocked on our own door 22 times. 
Midnight, we walked into my house, lit our candles, and commenced the game. It was pretty simple for a while. Walking around, pretending we could feel cold spots and basically playing a paranormal investigator. We played this for about an hour before we got bored. I decided I was done playing this dumb game and sat down on the couch with my candle and talked to Tom, who was feeling pretty much the same as I. We managed to talk for about five minutes. I was looking at Tom and he was looking around when he stopped, talking in mid-sentence. His eyes fixed on something without saying a word. I looked over to see what he saw. In the doorway was a very black outline, darker than pitch black. Blacker than the blackness of the house outline in the darkness. This thing was standing in the doorway to the kitchen leading to the living room. It was almost human, but so much worse. His head was touching the top of the doorway, and its shoulders were touching the sides. This thing's arms were down near where my knees would be if I stood in that doorway. This thing's eyes were the darkest part. It looks like the darkness condensed so far that it created a hole in the world. It looked right at us. The only reason I know that this thing was not a figment of my imagination was that when I started describing it, Tom finished the description. We ran into my room, which had felt safest the entire night. We did not shut the door, which was against the rules. If you close the door, it would know exactly where you were. So we saw this thing pass the door and go down the hallway. As it did this, the draft it created blew out my candle. A draft is too kind of a word. This was a wind. I could not get it to light. I finally lit my candle at the 10 second count. Tom was freaking out about it, and I was desperately praying I didn't need to draw a salt circle. If I did, Tom would have to venture out alone, and I would be left sitting on my room on my own in a circle of salt in the pitch black, with no candle in darkness for company. At this point, we decided we needed to get downstairs and stay there. 2.30 a.m. We walked quickly but silently down the stairs and huddled in the basement corner near the fireplace. I did not know how we managed it, but we somehow managed to create what I can only describe as a bubble of positive energy. During this time, we talked about everything we could that would keep the good energy. This was by far the hardest thing I've done. How hard it is to think of good things, you might ask. Well, the entire time we were downstairs, footprints were stomping up and down the stairs all through the kitchen, the hallway above us, and every once in a while we could see a face looking at us from the stairs. So I would say it was pretty hard to keep that shield up. We sat down for there for what felt like years and years. The clock on the wall seemed to move way too slow. Finally, 3.33 came around. The worst part was that my phone suddenly turned on at full volume. I take this as that thing saying goodbye in its own way. We immediately left and booked it out of there and just got in the car and drove till daylight. Neither of us able to believe what just happened. I mean, that that sounds terrifying. I mean, the one thing I know about the Midnight Man is that I've, I've heard that once you summon it, it never leaves. So hearing that he thinks that they left... It never leaves. Yeah, that's what they say, and I and I never knew exactly what that meant by it never leaves because 
you don't have to surround yourself in a salt circle for the rest of your life. So what do you think that means? I think he's going to always have a present there, presence there, but I don't think he's going to do anything unless the game is – I mean, it's his own game. I mean, he's going to follow by his rules too. So he's going to be there and present. So I think if he ever uses a Ouija board, he's definitely going to be summoned. Or uh, the hosting game, uh, he can appear there. I've, I've seen like videos showing that the Midnight Man can come during that game. So it's very weird. What I found very interesting about the story was when they said they felt that they were protected by a, a positive energy. Uh, somehow uh, hiding away from it seemed like it kept it at bay. So that that's very interesting to know. Did they have the cross with them? No, they said that the cross was hung on his sister's door. On his sister's door. Yeah, because they didn't want whatever that they were going to bring into this house to uh, go into his sister's room. I, I thought they would have the cross with them. I'd probably bring the cross room uh, with me too. But and you know so and this goes back to you know some things that we talked about earlier. Um, that if this thing can disembowel somebody. This isn't a ghost that they're letting in. This is a demon. This, Yeah, it's most definitely a demon. So this isn't a game that I would uh, suggest anyone play. Now, uh, the person who wrote this actually went a little bit further and said that he's going to be playing the game again and was looking for uh, skeptics to play with him. So th- this is how much he believed in what he saw that night. He was asking for skeptics to come and play this game with him. I mean, I hope he records it because I would honestly watch it. I mean, I've seen a couple of YouTube videos on it that actually look really good. That it seems like there because sure there's fake games like there's fake videos, but I've seen uh, Sam and Colby, uh, they're one of their videos, and it looks hundred percent percent real. I mean, it's good. Yeah. So. Like I said, this isn't a game that I would play in my own house, obviously, because, uh, you know, I'm very cautious when it comes to demons. Um, a ghost, not so much. I, I don't worry about a ghost. Uh, but demons, you know, when you get into demons and poltergeists and things like that, you know, you're, you're, you got to be very cautious, really know what you're doing, and, and know how to handle the situation if it gets out of hand. So... Yeah, I'm not inviting demons inside my house. I don't I don't blame you. Like Mr. Sellers, sure, we can have, you know, a cup of tea or something. But, you know, summoning Satan? No. And so what's really interesting about this as well is uh when you look up the origins of this game. And I'm going to read this to you um the Midnight Game is an old pagan ritual used mainly as punishment for those who have broken the laws of the pagan religion in question. While it was mainly used as a scare tactic to not disobey the gods, there is still a very existent chance of death to those who play the Big Night Midnight Game. There is an even higher chance of permanent mental scarring. It is highly recommended that you do not play the Midnight Game. However, for those few thrill-seekers searching for a rush, or for those delving into obscure occult rituals, these are simple instructions on how to play. Do so at your own risk. So, like I said, 
it, it is a simple game, just like this says. Um, but even this, uh, and I was reading that off of a, a Wikipedia, is telling you there's a chance you're going to have mental scarring as well as possible bodily injury from playing this game. And you got to mention the fact that this guy has been around for a long time. Well, yeah, he's been around for, especially this was a pagan ritual. So, I'm I'm definitely saying demon for sure. Demon, definitely. I mean, if he's around for a long time, you know, killing people, he has to be a demon. Like, there, there's no other, there's no other way. So when it talks about possible mental scarring, uh, the thing I was wondering was is there any chance that the demon could possess bodies, right? So that's something I haven't read. It's just something that, that popped in my mind when, when I was reading this. So w what kind of mental scarring were they talking about? Unless they're just referring to, you know, just living in that, in that constant fear, uh, trouble sleeping, things like that. that I, I guess that would, you know... I could definitely see that if if uh, you were seeing demons walking around your house. Sleep paralysis question mark? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. So if any listeners out there have ever played this game, we'd love to hear from you and go ahead and send us an email at bravedebasement at gmail.com. And speaking of emails, in order to continue growing the show, we are starting a flyer campaign. If you would like to help hang flyers in your local community, send us an email at bravedebasement at gmail.com and we will email you a flyer. If you'd like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media or go to bravedebasement.weebly.com or for the YouTube listeners, go ahead and look down in the description. There will be a link for you. And sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode is put and posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share with us, you can reach us at bravedebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you were up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light. To protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, the ghoul that rules. And this is Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Until next time. <laughs>